1: It's the Number of the Beast podcast. (laughs) Growing in (laughs) grace, I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with Mike Kapler. We've got visions of DeGarmo and Key and Iron Maiden (laughs) As as we go into this podcast. You know, DeGarmo and Key, that's their song, 666. What was that, back in the 80s? 80s, yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this podcast for a long, long time, and we—I don't think we've ever done a podcast uh, in which we lay out our views, and no one else can have another view beside us, beside the view we have on the end times, because there is only <laughs> one view. <laughs> and I'm kidding, of course. I, but yeah, I don't think we've actually ever done a podcast on the end times, and and this isn't really going to be a podcast on the end times, but we have some thoughts about the things that people share uh, on social media and in your life with other people. Hopefully, this will be encouraging and a good exhortation.
0: I'm confident we haven't done a program on eschatology or the study of end times, and we may not do another one. And as you said, Joel, we're really not here to um, try to tell you our opinions on end time prophecy end of the world, second coming of Jesus. That's not the goal of this podcast. But it is meant to encourage you. It is meant to exhort because this is one of those topics, one of those subjects where people are very passionate about it. And there is a wide, and I mean wide variety of different beliefs out there from people who sometimes are in the same camp on many other topics as it relates to the gospel i mean there's just hundreds of thousands of different points of view on how the end of the world is going to play out and the things that are involved with that things about the rapture the tribulation the beast that you were talking about joel and we, we found out recently that they didn't have many phones back then and his number really was um, 666. <laughs> they just, they were shorter numbers. But seriously, our goal here is to encourage you as a believer in Jesus Christ. Look, hey, don't misunderstand us. We aren't trying to discourage you from spending time studying these things and trying to come to some conclusions if you want to. That's fine. So hear us say that first. But what I would like to throw out there, Joel, is I I did a a blog on this a while back, uh, but what I would encourage you as a believer in Jesus Christ is is not to get so caught up with it that you are totally convinced your way of thinking is absolutely correct and chopping down other people who may see things differently than you. And I know that's hard for Christians to do. (laughs) I know that's a struggle. We struggle with it, too, on some things, probably. But there are so many things in the Bible that can be interpreted in in, in different ways on this. It's, It's more of a mystery than a mystery revealed. So I would say, is this something that Christians want to spend a lot of their time and effort looking into, arguing about, debating about, and constantly looking for? In other words, are we spending more time looking for something called a second coming and the end of the world, or whatever, however you want to phrase it, are we spending more time on that, on the second coming, than we are on what happened during the first coming of Jesus Christ? And that would be my concern, Joel.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a really good concern to have. And again, I want to repeat or reemphasize what you're saying. If a person has a view or views on the end times, that's wonderful we're not downplaying that at all. It's just one thing that we have noticed on social media, especially, is that there is a lot, not just a little bit, but a lot of divisiveness uh, when it comes to these things. And again, it's okay to have a view and and to be confident in, in your view, to be uh, happy with your view, to comfort yourself. Uh, with your view and to comfort others if they have the same view. And, and so that's fine, but there, we've seen so much divisiveness about all this. You know, I have a, uh, a friend who has a Bible. It's a study Bible. And in one section of the Bible, it's got, uh, <laughs> it's got eight different views from biblical scholars. Now, these are biblical scholars, people who have studied Revelation, Daniel studied the end times, and the eight different people have come up with eight different views on the end times. I mean, you've got your pan trib, you got your post trib, you got your mid trib, you got your pre trib, but you've you got these eight people with eight different views. Now, these are people who have studied this out. Who's to say that any one of them is wrong? Who's to say that any one of them is right? That's not the point we're making here. Uh, It's just the point that among all of the biblical topics that people can talk about, there are a lot of views on the end times. And so if we are, like you were saying, there are a lot of people who are in the same camp in a lot of other different things, but they'll focus so much and get so divisive on this one issue And I have seen people tear away from each other because of this one issue. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? I mean, we can't tell you what to do. Like you're saying, we're just trying to exhort. We're trying to encourage you to think about this. Is it really worth spending as much time on this when there are so many other great things that we can be discussing with each other in regards to God's grace, in regards to God's love, and in regards to, like you were saying there, Cap, in regards to the first coming of Jesus and all that was accomplished through the cross and uh, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's kind of where we're coming from here.
0: That's where our hope lies and what Christ accomplished for us on our behalf. And again, it doesn't mean you can't look forward to... uh something uh, that is is still to come and i know there are some out there who who even believe you know the preterists believe that jesus already returned uh, back mm-hmm. in the first century church so again this wide variety of and different points of view and but assuming for the sake of argument that jesus is going to come back When is that going to be? You know, we throw these catchphrases out there in Christianity, and one of them is, Jesus is coming soon. Well, where they get that is, you know, Jesus made that comment in Revelation. And by the way, soon literally means quickly. But soon, soon. And the way Paul wrote some things, it sounded like it was imminent. And yet here we are more than 2,000 years later, and soon hasn't happened yet. And that's my point, is that it could be, Hundreds or thousands of years yet before these things actually occur. And that's why I'm wondering in the short time that we have here on Earth, how much time do we want to spend trying to argue about this stuff where you can't always get solid answers on everything? You may think you've got them, and if you do, that's fine. But there's a lot of other different uh, views on this from people who maybe believe other things very much like you in some cases. But on this topic, like you were saying, Joel, I mean, man, it's, it's, it's all over the map. And, and so I would just encourage people to focus more on the first coming than the second coming. And please don't be offended by that. Please don't be offended. Uh, again, we're not trying to shoot people down who, who want to have these discussions. But like you said, Joel, there's a lot of divisiveness uh, taking place out there, and it's dividing people up. It's, it's, it's causing friction and anxiety and, and just things that aren't really becoming to us who are in Christ.
1: Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with, I uh, had a discussion, I had an argument one time with someone over the word argument. <laughs> it, was an, <laughs> it was really a discussion because the word argue can mean to share two or more different points of view. The word argue is not necessarily a bad word and it's okay to uh, have passionate arguments. I mean, to to share passionately what you believe about something. So again... We don't want to discourage that, but is it causing divisiveness? Is your passion for your view comforting and helping people, or is it causing people to tear away from each other? Is it causing divisiveness? Is it profitable, or is it ending up being not so profitable? I mean, that's really, when it comes to anything, I mean, there are many other issues uh, that we could talk about with, with all of this, tithing, tongues. There are many different issues within the body of Christ. There are certain things that I like to post about on Facebook and that I like to write about. But um, there comes a time when, okay, we don't agree on this. Let's focus on what we do agree on. It's okay that we don't see eye to eye on all of these things. Can we come to a place of maturity where we understand that? That it's okay that we don't agree on things. That can be a tough thing for some people, especially when you do have such a passionate view in your heart on a certain issue. It can be tough to let other people alone, (laughs) to leave other people to have a different view than you. Uh, But sometimes that is the way where we edify each other and build one another up by just letting each other have their own views. Uh, And that's really what we're talking about here when it comes to the end times and and some other things here. I don't know if you have anything else uh, as we got a couple minutes left here to wrap things
0: up on this podcast number 666. (laughs) It's just one of those things we're limited in our knowledge of. It seems like a very complex thing for us to understand. And part of the reason for that is Paul talked about a mystery. He talked about mysteries revealed from the gospel and the the plan that God had established through Christ from the foundation of the world, even before the beginning of time. These are things we can know about in Mm -hmm. Christ but Paul also talked, you know, some people consider it a passage related to the rapture in 1 Corinthians 15, where he said, I'm going to talk to you about a mystery. He didn't say it was a mystery revealed. And so, you know, sometimes people will think, well, you know what, the Bible and our newspapers are starting to line up. They're they're saying the exact same thing right now. And And, you know, I appreciate those comments. I used to probably say some of those things, too. <laughs> but I'm just encouraging you, you know, this could be a long time coming yet. And there are some other things we can focus on that uh, maybe will bring people together. And again, you can you can have these conversations and discussions if you want to. It's just that I think the bottom line here for me is that I would just encourage you to focus more on the first coming of Jesus and what was accomplished for us there. That's really, you know, kind of why the scriptures were given to us. And then whatever happens is going to happen. We don't have any control over it, Right. I mean, it's going to happen, and, and there's nothing we can do to, to change that. And so let God's will be done in, in, in his time frame, and we'll stay focused on the good news of the gospel here on, on Growing in Grace. What do you think of that, Joel? Well, yeah,
1: I really do like that. I mean, live your life now. Don't neglect your life right now, because you think that Jesus might be coming back tomorrow. If he comes back tomorrow, that's wonderful. But what if he comes back in a thousand years? Don't neglect the life that he has given you right now. He is present with you right now, and he has given you a life to live right now. And yes, we anticipate his coming. We look forward to his coming. But whenever it's going to be, whether a day from now or a thousand years from now, we exist right now. In this world. We're in this world, but not of it, but until the return of Jesus. We're in this world, and let's not neglect the life that we have right now, and let's not get all divisive uh, over certain views that we don't have any control over, like you said. Well, another edition of Growing in Grace Under Our Belts. We'll be back with more, hopefully edifying and encouraging words, next week on Growing in Grace.
0: This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brizeke.